from the Just Read Scripture. I want to talk to you from just a simple message. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that message is simply, what does God have to do to get your attention? What does God have to do to get your attention? So many times you all, we are uh, uh, dealing with so many different things and there are so many different things that take our attention and especially given the fact of what we're dealing with right now, there's so much, so much you all that uh, can uh, garner our attention so much that will try to uh, uh, pull us away, uh, take our eye gates, fill our eye gates, fill our ear gates, uh, uh, take our, our, our hearts focus, take our minds focus off of what it is that we need to deal with. And so us being human, God is aware of that. I mean, let's face it. He did create us, but many times God will send us signals. He will send us signs to divert us back to the right direction. I mean, let's, 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 let's talk about the, the, the elephant in the room. If we will, let's talk about the pandemic. Let's talk about the virus. We've got so many people that are doing what needs to be done. They are uh, social distancing. They are washing their hands. They're uh, uh, wearing their masks. They're not going out unless they absolutely have to. And then we've got some, you all that, you know, are being a little lackluster in, in, in keeping up with their responsibility to themselves and to others. And they may go out without their mask. They may uh, still have gatherings because they know those people and it ought to be safe. And, 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 and you know, we got some people who don't believe that there's a virus out there at all. That is all just, you know, hoax and it's all politically uh, driven and it's all economically driven. And then God might send them a message. He may send them a message through someone at their job testing positive, someone in their family testing positive. And that's the trigger that causes them to say, you all, this, this virus is real. And we've got to take whatever precautions we need to, to make sure that we protect ourselves. But here's my question. If the numbers have been as they've been since for, for here in the States has been since March, but it actually started back December, early January in other areas. If we've been reading about it for over six months now, what makes you think that in June, July, that uh, it's still, you know, a, a hoax? It's it's still uh, fake news. Uh, people have lost their lives. I mean, uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people losing their lives up in the north uh, east in the New York area, New Jersey area. You know, I mean, what what needed to happen in order for some people to believe that this thing is real? And you all, it's the same thing that we deal with in Christianity. We, we're told that as, as, as people of the Most High God, that we should conduct ourselves in a certain way, that we should live our lives in a certain way. But yet and still, we keep acting as if God will entertain our foolishness. Can I just say it like that? We, we keep acting as if we're ignorant to what the Word of God tells us. We, I know I'm not going to make any friends because I, I know I'm on, on Facebook and, and, and YouTube and, and, and Paris 
telescope and, and folks don't want to hear this, but can I just be real with you? While some stuff sheltered in and while some stuff got locked down, the word of God never got locked down, never got changed. The church is not closed, meaning that we sustain and we put on hold the word of God. The word of God is still true, still active and still valid in our lives. And because of that, you all, we are still held to the measure of the word of God. Is anybody with me in here? We still have to line up to what it is that God is calling us to do in or out of a pandemic. I didn't see any place in the word of God that there is an exception to how we're supposed to live our lives simply because we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody. You ain't need to line up. Nothing that's been preached, nothing that's been taught that comes from the word of God has been put on hold in the middle of a pandemic, been put on hold because you're out of work, been put on hold because your hours have been reduced, been put on hold because you may have not been able to, to meet, you know, some bills. God will still by God, supply every need according to his riches and glory. It's interesting that he, we want his promises to still be true, but we don't want to line up to what our obligation is. God help me. We don't want to line up to what our obligation is in accordance to the word. God help me in here. It's funny, you all, that we always want God to, to uh, you know, hold up his end of the bargain. But did you realize that there are uh, contractual agreements in the word of God. You know, like 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sin, comma, he's faithful and just to forgive him. We want forgiveness without the confessing. God, help me in here. Who am I talking to? We don't want to hold up to our end of the Bible. If my people who are called by the name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then, Ah, that's a transitional word. Then I will hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sins and heal the land. You all, we got to hold up to our end of the bargain. Our end of the bargain is not put on hold because the world has been put on hold. <laughs> but it's funny, you all, what God has to do to get our attention. It's interesting the things that he has to do to get our attention. We 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 want to 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 you know move to another place and and we say that we ask God and the funny thing about us you all is that we ask God but then we don't wait on the answer. But then that qualifies us as well I took it before the Lord. Would you do realize that prayer is a two-way communication? We don't just talk to him and then not expect an answer. Matter of fact, why would you talk to him and not expect an answer? I, oh God, I wish I was in the middle of some folks that could talk back to me. But it, 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 you got to understand, you all, that prayer is a two-way communication. And so we'll say, God, I, I really want to move to this place. And the, the, the price is right. And I like the location and, and this. And so, God. You know, I, but I'm waiting on you to give me an answer. But because the people call you and told you that you qualified and you can move in, in in two weeks, you believe that that's the answer that God has given. 
God God knows how to speak for himself. He doesn't have to use people, places, or things in order to speak for him. You all, sometimes we will allow our desires to overtake our waiting on the answer from God. Why? Because the enemy has heard your prayer to the Lord as well. And he knows how to send something to you to cause you to feel as though God has answered simply because it went the way you wanted it to go anyway. Is anybody with me in here? Understand this, you all, that God knows how to answer for himself. And he also knows whether we should be in a place, whether it looks good to us or not, or not be in a place, whether we should take a job or not take a job, whether we should marry that person or even be friends with that person or just leave that person out simply because God knows our destiny. He knows our destiny and he knows that if we were to say yes to a thing or if he were to just give us something that we want, it will cause us to be slower in getting to the destination that God will have us to go. Now, mind you, it's just like a GPS. I've said this before. You know, when we got a destination to go and, and that's the place that we need to go. And the, the GPS says in, you know, 3000 feet, make a, a right on this particular street and we decide to go past that it doesn't say well then you must not want to go there that's not what the gps says it says redirecting it knows where you're trying to get to god help me it knows why you're trying to get to and it will redirect you on another route to get there it might take you longer it might take you through a few more street lights it might cause you to have to circle back and go back and get back to that place so you can turn down that street because that's the only way you can get there, but it will keep redirecting you if that's the place you want to go until you turn the GPS off. Who am I talking to? Some of us have turned our God positioning system off or turned it completely down so that we can't hear the direction of the Lord. So we'll call on our other friends. We'll call on folks that will give the answer we want to hear. Because they spiritual, they scriptural, they know how to get to God. When did you stop knowing how to get to God? I don't know who I'm talking to. Who did? When did you stop knowing how to get to God for yourself? That you got to call on other people for them to co-sign on what it is you want to do. And then when they don't do it and they still on the Lord's side, you shut them down, call somebody else. And you keep calling through your Rolodex till you find somebody who's going to co-sign with you to get what you want. My brothers and my sisters, can I help you out with something? You can turn down the voice of God on your God positioning system on your GPS, but that does not mean that God stops speaking. Come on, Zion. He's going to make sure that you hear him and get you to your destiny. My God today. Hallelujah. And you all, and I promise you, this has to do everything to do with what it is that God wanted me to talk about on today. Because God has given us so many signs during this pandemic. Many of us have said, I've just gotten silent. What what are you getting silent for if you're not listening for the voice of God? I'm just here. I'm just quiet. Well, okay. Are you quiet and listening? And then if God said something, are you moving on it? Are you doing it? My brothers and my sisters, and in this, I'm going to give you this for free. Don't waste this time that you have before God. 
Don't waste this time. God is still yet speaking. God is still yet moving. God is still yet causing us to be prosperous in a pandemic. But you've got to do something. You've got to do something. I don't know when the people of God started becoming lazy and not wanting to do anything. And expecting for God to just be a a, a Santa Claus of sorts towards us to give us everything off of our wish list. Some of the stuff ain't got no business being on your wish list. I don't know who on God. I don't know why God is sitting me here. But some of the stuff doesn't have any business being on your wish list. And if you were hearing the ear of God, it would have fallen off. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, if you delight yourself in the Lord. (laughs) He will give you the desires of your heart. See, we twist that to say, if we delight ourselves in him, everything that I want, God will give. No, 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 no. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us what we should desire in our heart. I wish somebody would grab a hold to that right now. It's going to deliver somebody right now. If you delight yourself in him... Everything that is not like him that's in your heart, the love that you have, the delight that you have for him will swell your heart so much so that it will start to push out those things that are not like him so that what you desire is what he desires and what he already has stored up in heaven for you. God help me. Glory to the Lamb of God. But there are indicators, you all. There are things that God is setting up. To reposition us, to redirect us, to hearing his voice and to going the way that he's told us to go. From our scripture reference today, Numbers 22, we see the story of a a prophet by the name of Balaam. Now you have to understand that Balaam is what we would call a prophet for hire. He is a prophet for hire. He was a professional prophet. He was the prophet that was called upon when someone needed a word, a curse spoken over the people because he knew the people knew that it would come to pass. Yeah. Even the Bible says in Numbers uh, 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 22 and and verse 6, it says from the Message Bible, it says that uh, Balak, the king, his emissaries, when they came to talk to Balak, He said to Balaam that uh, you have a reputation. Those that you bless stay blessed and those that you cursed stay cursed. And if you go on into verse 7, it says that those leaders went to talk to Balaam with the fee for the cursing tucked safely in their wallets. He was a prophet for hire. And so uh, 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 Balak who was the uh uh the the uh over the amorites and he was uh over uh the king uh he was the king of moab at the time he sent his emissaries he sent his spokespeople to go and talk to the prophet to try and get him to speak a curse over the children of Israel because they had come into the land of moab And so it was interesting, you all, to read the scripture. And if you get time, go and read Numbers 22. Balaam is not spoken of much, but he is spoken of in the sense of knowing that his gifting came from God. 
but he was using it for his own personal profit. Can I help somebody in here? I don't care what you're gifted with. I don't care what a what oil you have on you for what God has placed in you. It belongs to God. I don't care how often uh, people pat you on the back for your preaching, for your teaching, for your singing, for your worshiping, for your exhorting, for uh, uh, your music playing. I don't care how much they come and say, oh, my God, you just blessed me. I came there with a, a bowed down head. But, oh, my goodness, you just blessed me. I don't care how much people pat you on your back at your job for your uh, uh, your organizational skills, for your administrative uh, uh, skill set. I don't care how much they they. They, they, they tote your name for your leadership and all that. Please understand that all that you have, God has given to you. And, oh, God, why are you doing this, God? And, and can I just put up in here? God didn't just give you what you use in the ministry. He gave you what you use in life. So if you use it on your job, if you use it with your family, if you use it in the church, if you use it in your house, if you use it sweeping up the street outside, God gave you the gift. Give it back to God. Give it back to God. So here it is. This, 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 this prophet, this prophet who knew his gift came from God. <laughs> he, he, he took a, a bribes from people and said, I need you to come and speak a curse over these people. I need you to come and speak a blessing. And they would give him a fee and he would go and speak. And in this particular passage of scripture in Numbers 22, we see that uh, 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 Balaam says, you know, you stay here for the night and I'm going to go to the Lord and see what the Lord would have for me to say. And the Lord spoke to Balaam and said, who are these men? Why are these men here? And he said, they, they came and they want me to speak a curse over these people. And God told him, you don't go with them. And you don't curse the others. You don't curse the children of Israel. They are a blessed people. Check me out. I'm in the book. Verse 12 says that they are a blessed people. You're not to go with them. And so the next morning, Balaam told him, I can't go with you. You know, God refuses to give me permission to go. But King Balak was not one to take no for an answer. So when his people came back, they told him that the prophet wouldn't come. And he sent another group. These, this group more distinguished than this group with more money. Come on in here. The enemy knows how to pull us off of our square. He brings us things that he knows will entice us. See, the enemy, <laughs> the enemy knows how to get our attention just as much as God does. Our issue and our challenge is that we allow the enemy to entice us off more than we allow God to entice us back or to get our attention to get back where we need to be. God help me. It's funny, you all, how we can be so easily, so easily persuaded to move off of our square. And I say we. Because I'm a part of the number. We could be so easily persuaded to, to come out of character. Somebody says the wrong thing to us. We're so easily persuaded to get them checked. We, we weren't going to, 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 to get off of our diet. Can I just take it in the natural? We, we said we were giving up bread. And somebody fooled around and said, I want to go to Red Lobster. This is when the outdoors was open. Come on. Huh. And they said they wanted to go to Red Lobster with the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Come on, I know I'm talking to somebody up in here. 
Now, you know, you, you can say, well, I can go and eat the fish, but I, I can't, I can't have that bread. Let them bring out some hot Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster. You already know how this going to go down. My God today. And maybe that's not your struggle. But it's my struggle. Ah! And so, it, it, you know, it's so easily oftentimes for us to be pulled off and persuaded to get off of our square. But when we decide to stand firm into what God told us to do, we don't find ourselves pulled off of our position easily. Uh, King ba uh, uh, Balak sent out more uh, uh, dignified noblemen, the Bible says, with, with more money and, and, and brought silver and gold to the prophet. And once more, the prophet uh, entertained them as they came and said, you know, and he said again, stay here tonight and I'll see what God says this time. Can I, can I, oh, oh, oh. It, it, you all, can I help you out with something? When God speaks, when God speaks, just because someone comes with something else doesn't mean that God's going to change his mind. And just because you go back to him again doesn't mean your persuading is going to change God's mind. We've got to be so mindful that we are not pulled off and that we don't uh, confuse the perfect will of God with the permissive will of God. What are you talking about, Apostle? Uh, because if we look at verse 20 uh, in uh, uh, Numbers 22, it says that God came to Balaam that night and said, since these men, I'm reading from the message, since these men have come all this way to see you, Go ahead and go with them, but make sure you do absolutely nothing other than what I tell you. So what will we say? Well, the Lord said he gave me permission. I can go. But here's the thing. As we started reading our passage today, the passage uh, uh, the focus passage today, the Bible says that Balaam got up in the morning. And, and, and saddled up his donkey and went to go. But the Bible says in verse 22 that the Lord was angry. He was angry. And so he sent his angel. But nobody could see the angel except the donkey. No, nobody could see the angel except the animal. The animal that does not speak. <laughs> God help me. And so... When the angels showed up, because nobody could see that they shouldn't. It was Balaam, and the Bible says it was two of his servants that went with him. And nobody could see the, the, the angel except the one that couldn't talk. My brothers and my sisters, there's going to be some people, and they're not going to really understand why it is that they're coming to you, but there's going to be a check in their spirit. <laughs> to, to tell you, I don't know what's going on, but I just sense something is going on with you because God will send somebody because God can use anybody. God will use somebody to speak to you to say, baby, don't do that. I don't know what's going on. And, and they may not, again, not know what's going on in your life, but they may say, I don't, I, I'm, I'm God woke me up. In the middle of the night with you on my mind. I got a text like that earlier this morning. That I woke up with you in the ministry on my mind. 
You all. And so when I get things like that, I try to remember, okay, God, I don't, let me see what's going on that, that you, you woke them up. Sometimes it's just for them to pray and they'll say what the prayer is. But sometimes God will send somebody to just kind of trigger you to tap back in to what God is saying to you. So they may not know what's going on and they may not know what to say, but God can use anybody. God can use the, yeah, I'm going to say it like this. God can use the most ratchetest person in your family to call you and say, I don't know why you on my mind, but I don't know. It was, it was, it was something. And, and they usually say something spoke to me because they don't know that it's the Lord. They'll say something spoke to me that, 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 uh, 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 caused me to, to, to call you. Listen, if you're a believer, you better stop right there and check in with the Lord and see what the Lord got going on. Cause I promise you, God can use anybody to speak to us. Let me go on. Lest I keep you too long. The Bible says that, uh, 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 Balaam, he went on and the donkey could see the angel of the Lord in the, the road and with the sword. And it says that the donkey veered off the road, went to the field. Balaam got angry with the donkey and started to beat the donkey. Now, now, you know, while I know we're talking about Balaam, can we talk a little bit about the donkey? We're going to get a little bit more into the donkey later, but this is a donkey that apparently has been with Balaam for a while. He, he knows how, how Balaam rides. He, he knows uh, his, his commands. He knows his, his actions. He knows when he pulls back to, to stop and he knows when he goes to move. He, he knows these things about Balaam. He's been with him for a while. And isn't it interesting you all that as opposed to Balaam saying, what's the matter, girl? What's, 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 what's going on, boy? What, why you stop? What's, what's going on? Because he knows the donkey. He gets upset with the donkey because the donkey, uh, doesn't do what he tells him to do. Can I help you out? My brothers and my sisters, there's some folks that may seem like they're acting uncharacteristic to what it is. You are used to them acting like towards you. And we've got to be mindful, you all, that God will send us signs to get our attention. He'll use people. He'll use places. He'll use things. He'll use things that are familiar to us. He'll use folks that are close to us to try and get our attention to do what? To veer us back on the course of what we should be doing. Not veer us on the course of where we're trying to go, but try and give us a pause, a break in the action that hopefully we will recollect and say, wait a minute, God, what am I supposed to be? doing here let me stop to see if you're speaking (laughs) here it is someone who's been with Balaam who's been dedicated who served him well and yet and still he's the one that gets the brunt of the frustration the Bible goes on to say that the donkey uh, gets back on the road and now they're going through a vineyard and again the donkey sees the angel and and uh, he's blocking the way and so he ends up the donkey ends up moving close to a, a, a wall a, a, a rock wall and crushing Balaam's foot against the, the wall and so once again Balaam gets off and beats the donkey once again but yet and still you all because the Lord loves us so much I don't know about you but I'm so grateful that God is not like man because after two times y'all already know how we do (laughs) after two times it'll be like you know what go ahead 
You, you know what the old folks used to tell us when we were little? You grown. You grown. Go ahead. Since you know so much, since you know what you're doing, since you know exactly how to take care of go ahead and do what you're going to do. You grown. And you knew when you heard you grown that you needed to stop and check yourself. <laughs> you, you, you knew that because you knew when that sound came out, when those words came out, you needed to at least think through once more and again. What you needed to do. But oftentimes when we heard you grown, many of us were already too far gone. Can I just talk about myself before you get upset with me? I was already too far gone to hear what it is that they were trying to tell me. And many times I had to come back and say, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I should have listened. Because I found out that I had written a check that my behind could not cash. Can I say that? Yeah, I can say that because this is the house. I, I had written a check. That I didn't have enough of life experiences to be able to cash. <laughs> because I wasn't listening to those that had wisdom. So here it is. Uh, the third time. The third time that they were going. And this time. The angel stood in a very narrow passage of the road. There was no way to get to the left or the right. And so the donkey did all that the donkey could do. And the donkey just sat down underneath Balaam says that he, he got just got down on the ground underneath Balaam. And then it says, the word says that Balaam got so frustrated that he lost his temper and he started beating the donkey with a stick. Now, again, I don't know about you, but God has, has tried to get the attention of Balaam now five times, five times. Where did you get fired from, Apostle? When he first told him, you don't go with the people. That was number one. The second time, when he said, go ahead with him if you want to, but you only do what I tell you to do. To me, that's God getting my attention. Said, well, you know what, God? Um, no, I'm going to leave that alone then. That's number two. Then number three, he uh, 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 goes into a field. With the donkey goes into a field. Number four, he uh, crushes his foot up against a wall. And now number five, the donkey sits down underneath him. And he still doesn't get the message of beats the donkey. So finally, God had to come up with the ultimate number six. He opens the mouth of the donkey. And because we family friendly, I keep using the word donkey. He opens the, the mouth of the donkey and causes him to say, why are you beating me? What have I done to you to cause you to beat me these three times? Balaam is so out of his mind with anger. He doesn't realize that there is a donkey talking to him. So he responds. I, 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 I pause for effect right there. I pause for effect because how many times have people spoken to you, but you didn't feel as though they were capable of speaking into your life? Oh God, who am I talking to? How many people have tried to, to give you a word and you felt like they didn't know enough to give you a word? How many people have tried to, to say things to you and, and you didn't even recollect? Wait a minute. They don't even go to church, but they quoting scripture. Balaam was talking back to a donkey. He was so far gone. That he didn't even realize that an animal was speaking to him in a language he could understand. <laughs> so 
the donkey spoke to him and Balaam shot right back and said, I'm beating you because you're playing games. You're doing all of this. You're stopping. And if I had a sword, I would kill you right now. I would, I would, I would cause you to, 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 to die right now. I would take a knife to you. And the donkey continues to talk and says, haven't I been with you all this time? Haven't I served you faithfully? Haven't I been the trusty donkey to you? And I've served you all these years. Have I ever acted this way? And Balaam said, no. And I believe it was at that point, you all, that a recollection came to Balaam. And the angel of the Lord appeared. I, I, I don't know where this is coming from. So I, I believe it's the Lord. So I'm just going to say it. Sometimes you all, we keep saying, I can't hear God. God doesn't speak to me. God's not, you know, God's not here. But you all, God has always been there. But God is not going to appear or speak to you until you give him room to. My God, he's not going to give you what you need until you give him room to. Why should God continue to speak and you're not going to listen? Why should God continue to reveal to you and you're not going to heed? Why should God continue to make himself known to you and you will not hearken yourself to hear him? Why should God continue to do it when you're not giving him room? There's a song. That's, uh, 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 I can't remember the songwriter right now, uh, Jonathan McReynolds. And it's the name of the song is called Make Room. And it says, I will make room for you. You all, we've got to make room for God. Yes, God can make his own room. But if you say you love God, why should he have to make his own room in your life? When we make room for everybody else's life that we love, everybody else's life, uh, life that we respect, we make room for everybody else that we, we entertain and we uh, feel as though they deserve room in our lives. Why does God have to make room in our life for him? We say we live our life for him. Why do we have to make room for him? You all it is when. I believe, and, and again, my sanctified imagination, because the Bible doesn't say it, but I would just imagine that at the time that the donkey said, haven't I, oh, am I acting out of character for you? Have I ever acted this way? And Balaam had to stop and say, no, the Bible said it was at that time that God helped Balaam see what was going on. Is at that time that the angel of the Lord was revealed to him. And it was only at that time that Balaam bowed and worshiped. My brothers and my sisters, I don't know what God is trying to do in this season, in this moment, in this time to get your attention. But I implore you today, let God have your attention. Don't let him have to keep sending you signs. Because you see what the word says. The angel Asked Balaam, why did you beat that donkey three times? He said, I came here to block your way because you were on your way to a road of destruction. You were on your way to a, a, a perilous uh, a plight. You were on your way to, to, to get yourself in a whole lot of trouble. Because you probably weren't going to say what I told you to say. So I was trying to pause you and stop you. And if you had not, if the donkey hadn't hearkened itself to me, then I would have had to have killed you, but I would have spared the donkey. You all, I don't know about you, 
But I don't want God to spare a life of an animal and take mine because the animal had more sense than I did. You all let God get your attention. I don't know what he's doing. Perhaps it's through your family. Perhaps it's through your marriage. Perhaps it's through your job. Perhaps it's through your finances. Perhaps he's waking you up at night and it's exactly around the same time every night. Perhaps he's, 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 uh, 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 you know, when there's something that normally, uh, uh, you enjoy as a pastime, it's not enjoyable to you anymore. Uh, perhaps your mind is, is racing with so many things that's going on and God is like, you wouldn't have to race if you would just come into me, if you would just chase into me, if you would just give me time, give me room. Whatever God is trying to do to get your attention today, allow him to get your attention. Because the bottom line is this, if you continue to go the route that you're going, and this is from the word of the Lord, if you continue to go the route that you're going and it's not the route that God intended for you to go, you're headed to a way of destruction. You're headed to a path that will cause you more hurt than help. Give God room. Hear his voice. And do what he tells you to do. If you're seeking God right now for an answer, I'm going to encourage your heart. Don't move until you get the answer. You, and you might say, well, they might give the job away. There's a greater job. I might lose uh, the house that I'm bidding on. There's a better house. We've got to, if we say we trust God, then it can't just be lip service. It has to be heart service. Faith. Is I heard an apostle say it during our last intensive. Faith is not the answer to our prayer. Prayer is the, the, the faith is the placeholder as we wait for the answer to our prayer. If you say you have faith, faith is not the answer. Faith is what we need and it is the placeholder until we get the answer to our prayer. So if you have faith and if you feel like, okay, God, I know I, something's a little off. If you feel like, you know, maybe God's trying to get your attention. Don't let God have to send you more things to get your attention. Be like Samuel. God, here am I. Here am I. I hear you. And then hearken to what the Lord has to say. What is God doing? What does he have to do to get your attention? Because I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that God will get your attention. He loves you enough to continuously try to get your attention. But please know this. There's a different between, difference between the perfect will of God and the permissive will of God. Balaam went with the permissive will of God. And when God said, go ahead, go. That was the permissive will. He gave him permission to go because that's what Balaam was looking for anyway. But the perfect will of God will not always allow you to get what you want. It will not always answer when you want it to answer. But it will be God's perfect best for you. 
It won't cause you harm. It won't cause you hurt. But God will get the glory out of your life. What does God have to do to get your attention? Let us pray. Father, we do now bless you and we give your name praise, God. Father, we realize and we do understand. God, that you will do numerous things to try and get our attention. Father, I pray even now, God, that you, as you uh, have said, spoken your word to your people. God, that you've gotten their attention just by your word. Father, if you've been sending them signs, if you've been sending them uh, 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 people, if you've been sending them uh, situations and circumstances to get their attention. God, I pray that this word has now uh, connected with that. God, that they will avail themselves to you and that they will give you room, room to move in their lives, room to speak in their lives, God, room to redirect them the way that you will want them to go. And Father, we thank you for it even now. And Father, now we pray a special blessing for those that don't know you and the pardon of their sins. God, that they might have an opportunity right now to know you. If you are watching us on live stream, and if you say all this sounds wonderful or great, but God has never directed my path, I haven't even talked to him about stuff that I'm doing, and you desire to, please understand this, that God loves you with a love everlasting, and he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you in the pardon of your sins, whether you are saved or not. He did it before you were even thought about. He sent his son to die for you. And because he sent his son to die for you, guess what? You can have a right to the tree of life. What does that mean? That means that you can be with the Lord forever. But the way to, to have a relationship and be with God forever is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm here to let you know it is as simple as ABC as I share on the screen with you. It's as simple as ABC. The first thing that you need to do is you need to accept that you're a sinner. Yeah, there's a lot of good people out there. But there are some times that you have done wrong. But God has never been wrong. He is always good because that is what he is. He is just that good. So you've got to admit that you're a sinner and that you've come short of the glory of God as Romans 3.23 says. And then the second thing that you have to do is you have to believe that Jesus paid the price for your sins even before you've committed them on a cross on a hill called Calvary. The Bible also declares in Romans 5 and 8 that God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And many of you all have heard of the love scripture of John 3.16. For God so loved the world. You're included in the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever. That includes you. Whoever believes in him shall not perish. But shall have everlasting life. The A is accepting. The B is believing. And the third is confessing. All you've got to do is confess, confess your sins, confess your sins. Hey God, I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner, but also confess that Jesus is Lord. 
That's what Romans 10 and 9 tells us that if we uh, shall confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our, your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. You don't have to know X amount of, of Bible scriptures. You don't have to be able to be in a church for X amount of time. You don't have to join a particular uh, uh, type of church. Matter of fact, if you say that his house is not the type of church for you, that's fine. But if you get in contact with me, I'm going to connect you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Because it's not as important to me that you become a member of his house. What's more important to me is that you become a, a member of the family of God. That you become a member of the body of believers. So if that's you on today, and if you say, I want to, to accept Christ as my Savior and my Lord, then repeat after me, say, Lord Jesus, I realize And I admit that I'm a sinner. I've fallen short. You're always good, but I haven't always been. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins on Calvary. I believe that he rose again. I confess that I'm a sinner and I confess that Jesus is Lord. According to your word, I'm saved. And no one can pluck me out of the Father's hand. Thank you for saving me and thank you for the gift of salvation. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.